How prevalent is a drinking culture in South Africa, guys? Is alcohol use synonymous with events and get-togethers? What's been the impact of alcohol ban during COVID-19 lockdowns? Joining me on the line now to discuss this is Andre Stridom. He's the Continued Care Coordinator at Nurture Health, which provides treatment and support for people struggling with mental health and addiction challenges. Good afternoon, Andre. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Lloyd. I'm good, thank you. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Now, alcohol is the uh, primary substance of abuse in the country. Statistics show that between 7.5% and uh, 31.5% of South Africans already have a drinking problem or are at risk of developing one. Um, Andre, would you say a drinking culture, as we would call it, is prevalent in South Africa? Lloyd, yes. I'm going to go ahead and say absolutely at ease. South Africans is absolutely very big when it comes to drinking. South Africa also has some of the heaviest drinkers in the world. They estimate 56% of all drinkers in South Africa are beer drinkers, while some adults abstain from using alcohol. Those that drink do so heavily within our beloved country, South Africa. So yes, absolutely agreed. Some of the things that are... um, really to remember about this is that it's very easily available and easy to obtain within our beloved country and it is socially acceptable to use and even overuse and people abuse alcohol because of this. Now, Andre, how concerning is this? Because in terms of uh, the impact, right, on on individuals and uh, also their families, I mean, according to the Alcoholics Anonymous, I mean, for every one alcoholic, 16 people's lives are adversely affected. So that's a trigger effect right there. Yes, absolutely, um, Lloyd. Um, Alcohol abuse and alcoholism within family is a problem that can obviously destroy marriage or drive a wedge between members within the family. What this means is that people who drink often tend to blow through the family budgets, cause fights, even ignore the children and otherwise impair the health and happiness um, to the ones that they love. Of course, also the fact of married couples who get into physical altercations, some 60 to 70 percent abuse alcohol in those kind of situations. In time, family members may even develop symptoms of codependency when it comes to alcohol abuse, where they really depend on each other and even their lifestyle becomes something that is dependent on alcohol. This, of course, keeping the alcohol addiction alive, even though it harms them, it somehow stays their priority and leads over the more important factors within the family. The treatment with the correct therapy, of course, and, and rehab can help, as well as obviously focuses on the loved ones. Now, Andre, what pressure does drinking and associated accidents and trauma place on the healthcare system? Because this is having an effect, isn't it? Absolutely. Right on, Lloyd. Um, the level five, let me let me take it back to a little bit, um, some of the statistics that changed with the, with the um, lockdown um, curfews and restrictions that we faced. With a level, level five lockdown, which included both prohibition on alcohol sales and a curfew presented to our country with a natural experiment without any expectations. Though there was an expectation that um, there would be a decrease in trauma-related cases, we did not accept or expect such a dramatic result. On unnatural deaths plummeted, Lloyd, providing us with evidence that alcohol control um, coupled with the curfew was a significant intervention to control unnatural deaths in our country when it comes to the trauma units. Obviously, this significant impact was reversed when alcohol sales were allowed and people could move about at night. Then again, the decline in unnatural deaths had again occurred following the recent temporary ban on alcohol and the reintroduction on a curfew. 
According to new research published in the SA Medical Journal, Level 5 lockdown with a full ban on alcohol sale reduces unnatural deaths by about 49.4% a week. A full booze ban with 4 to 7 hour curfew in place reduced unnatural deaths to about 26% per week. Now, while a full ban with a curfew of 8 to 9 hours reduces unnatural deaths to about 32%, Andre, what's your response to that? No, it's, the data on alcohol-induced injuries was also obtained from a um, sentinel trauma report shared by the Western Cape government. And uh, this, data, this data clearly showed that the lockdown regulations and the alcohol ban effectively reduced the number of trauma present, uh, presentations to the order of about 50, 40 to 50 percent in the Western Cape. Prior to the lockdown, 30 January, around 26 of March 2020, there was a consistent trend of weekend increases in trauma cases, 140 to 160 across five facilities, sampled with an average being 89 trauma cases in the province. During the lockdown and the alcohol ban in 2020, when it started in 26th of March, there were 60 to 80 trauma cases at the weekend with an average of 46 across the five selected facilities. However, the interesting fact is, immediately after the alcohol ban was lifted, the number of trauma cases in a single day um, went up to 98 cases in the five selected facilities that they took the stats on the previous time, which was an increase of 53.1%. The average during that period um, increased to 90 trauma cases per day. So there's definitely a significant change. Mm. Now, your advice, Andre, to someone maybe battling alcohol addiction or a family member who does not know how to assist the person? Yes, very um, important question, Lloyd. Um, I would say, man, there's so much I want to share on this fact. However, I want to encourage somebody to obviously learn the facts about alcohol use disorder because it is a disorder and a medical um, challenge. Before you do anything, it's important to know whether the individual or the loved one of an alcohol addiction um, is caught up in this lifestyle. And of course, as we know it as alcoholism, it's a difficult topic. But more, it's more than just drinking too much from time to time. Sometimes people... Um, use it as a coping mechanism and even social habits and people tend to make it make out like it's under control but I would say that you need to know what you're going to say if you're going to reach out to somebody that is caught up in that lifestyle let the person that you're concerned for know that you are available that you care try to formulate a statement that are positive and supportive and of course avoid being negative or hurtful or presumptuous using the I statement reduces accusations and lets one um, allow the participant into a discussion. Speak more from an I angle than a you. Let's not make any accusations. You may mention that when alcohol caused an unwanted effect, such as violent behavior and economic problems, rather than saying that you're an alcoholic or you need to get help now, you can say, I love you and it's very important to me. I'm concerned about how much you are drinking and I'm here to assist you. And obviously also the right time and place, Lloyd, plays a big difference, you know. Choosing the right time to have this important conversation with a person that is caught up in that lifestyle um, is really, really crucial. Having the conversation in a place where you know you'll have a quiet and, and, and private uh, atmosphere is very important. You also obviously want to avoid any interruptions so that both um, you and the person that you are discussing this with um, gives their full attention to this, you know. Also make sure that the person is not upset or preoccupied with any other issues. Most importantly, um, the person should be sober, of course. And even be prepared to face negative reactions. Try to roll out with any resistance to your suggestions and give them time and space to make an honest decision and listen out for what they have to say. Just offer your love and support.
Now, Andre, we keep on preaching this every day. Um, you see the adverts on television. Um, you read about it as well. Responsible drinking. And we can't say more about this than we're currently doing. And, and we make a plea to all the people out there. But maybe you can encourage our peeps. How can they be responsible when it comes to, to drinking? Because this is something that needs to be taken seriously. Absolutely, Lloyd. I want to begin by saying that we cannot encourage any sort of responsible drinking in inverted commas. Um, because too much of anything, even if it's something good, will become something bad. Mm. However, every evening um, or the following morning even, after somebody's maybe indulged in alcohol, write down how many drinks they might have had, where you had it and who you had it with. Also, perhaps write down any negative effects or situations that arose from that evening that you indulged in alcohol and that you would like to avoid in the future. For example, after my third beer, I got into an argument with Ben, this step will allow one to um, differentiate the good times from the bad times, you know, and of course also places and people where your drinking tends to become excessive or problematic. And then I just want to say, Lloyd, that uh, for somebody that feels that they want to maybe stop drinking, it has to be an absolute me, myself, and I decision. It has to come from within one's heart, from themselves, and of course, then also, um, you know, it needs to be your decision. You can't force somebody into that decision. And then simple little things like change the circle that you are mixed up with as well as uh, get connected and be accountable to a very good support system. I'm not saying don't drink, but there's a difference in overindulging mm. and then just having a good old glass of red wine with a good steak meal. There's a big difference. I'm going to finish off with saying too much of anything can't be good for you. There you go. Thank you very much for your time, Andre. And uh, wise words as well. And uh, your uh, interview this afternoon. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure. We know you're a very busy person. But uh, thank you very much for joining us on the official drive on Lotus FM. Absolutely. Thank you, Paul, for having us. God bless. That's Andre Strider, the continued care coordinator at Nurture Health, which provides treatment and support for people struggling with mental health and addiction challenges.